podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another Chelsea News Show. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Another week closer to the start of Mauricio Pochettino's first season as Chelsea's head coach. In today's news show, another striker target, someone that not many people have heard of. Will Chelsea sign this player? in this window we will also get a look behind the scenes of Mauricio Pochettino's grueling first week for Chelsea players of this preseason and how that's going down and we will react to of course the new kit that was released today the new night kit and also the divisive kind of update and and frustration from supporters ahead of the new season we'll get into that as well if you are new around here want to see the latest chelsea content this summer heading into the new season hit that subscribe button turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the uploads on this channel over the summer please do hit that like button as well if you're enjoying the content really does help the show out and if you're listening on the podcast feed thank you so much for tuning in we're going to start off with a player that again not many people I think would have would have heard of unless you're an expert in French football. This comes from L'Equipe. Chelsea apparently are working on a deal for Montpellier striker Ely Wahi. Um, this is a player, a 20-year-old French under-21 international, has arguably been the breakout star of Liga this past season, logging 19 goals and 6 assists in 33 league games i know seb uh, who's a coach on twitter a really good account has given him sort of the seal of approval there are some suggestions from nazar Kinsella that these talks are very concrete over this player but in terms of coming into the first team squad it is being suggested that strasbourg may be the destination for him on loan so again this is brought up some some i think concerns from some fans of chelsea again going in for very young players where is the proven experience? Are these players actually going to impact the first team? Because we need results this season. And especially off the back of Mauricio Pochettino's very strong press conference where he spoke about the importance of winning. I can understand why some supporters are kind of concerned, right? Because we are signing a lot of players for the future. And whilst I guess there is, of course, logic to that, and the hope is that Chelsea are going to buy players cheaper who are going to prove to be much more valuable than some of the more expensive players we've signed is there a need for more experience? And um, as Nazar Kinsella pointed out in a piece where he mentioned Wahi, he also mentioned Dusan Vlajevic. Apparently Vlajevic has been seen as a viable option after Juve put him up for, for sale for 68 million. Uh, Pochettino does have a long-standing interest in a player we spoke about last week on the show, Paolo Dybala, who has a 10.2 million release clause uh, and is apparently open to foreign clubs but does not fit the age profile of a modern Chelsea target. And it has kind of been reiterated in, in recent days that this deal may not happen so while he may not prove to be a first team player this season that may change but I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because I can understand a strategy I mean Todd Bowley is just I know he, the new ownership gets a lot of criticism for kind of the impression they're just making things up as they go along but the thing is Todd Bowley in that conference back last September almost 12 months ago now specifically spoke about this and why they were pursuing a multi-club model to bring in players to develop them 
in the multi-club model and to see if that could have benefit in the long term. So in some ways, whether you agree or disagree with it, they are kind of sticking to what they said they were going to do. It's just whether this strategy is a good one for Chelsea. I want to hear your thoughts in the comments below. But we will go now inside Mauricio Pochettino's first week at Chelsea. This is also from Nazar Kinsella. Um, and it was really interesting because I know there were some reports that apparently it was going to kind of be a slow and steady start to things at, at Chelsea with Pochettino. It wasn't going to go 100 miles an hour because of the players' fitness. But apparently it was quite tough, as you'd probably expect under Pochettino last week. One source who wanted to remain anonymous told Nazar Kinsella, this was said in a piece, they have been really worked. It has been a harder first week than the whole last preseason. They will be machines. This year will be different. These boys are getting worked. Of course, Pochettino started work on Monday. Uh, last Monday, that was in his preseason session so far, have featured a lot of running and gym work. This is what we want to see. This is what we want um, the players to be. The fitness levels were something that was heavily scrutinized last season, also in public by Frank Lampard in the closing weeks of the season. And it's something that has been quite evident for, for long. I mean, in terms of Chelsea seeming to start recent seasons well, but then really tail off in, in kind of the harsh winter months. Has that got something to do with it? Players not being able to sustain fitness over the course of a season, breaking down with sometimes quite small injuries, but consistent injuries that have really um, derailed their progress, but also the options available for the head coach at the time. And once we get to that first game against Wrexham and just some of the opponents we're, we're facing, Brighton, I think there is a good level of opposition over this preseason to kind of test Chelsea, to give um, those fitness tests that I'm sure Pochettino would want, by, especially for Chelsea fans who were quite frustrated, obviously, of, of last season, to know that the team is going to be in tip-top shape for that first game against Liverpool, which is going to be an intense game at Stamford Bridge, is good to see. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I understand people's cynicism and I can understand why. We, we hear a lot of positive things about coaches' first weeks at their new clubs, how they're making the environment more positive. I think you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. I'm not kind of demeaning the work of Pochettino so far. I've been very positive, especially the interview stuff. But we hear this literally at every club. Um, it's going to be the long-term kind of effects on the pitch that is going to make the big difference, as we know. Another striker we want to speak about today is David Datrofafana. Apparently, he is closing in on a loan move to Union Berlin. This has come out of Germany and reiterated and kind of reported uh, by Ben Jacobs. Uh, not done yet, but sources indicate it's likely a straight loan with no option to buy. We did suspect that out of the strikers, Fafana may be the one to make way on loan. And I think that Union Berlin is a great destination good friend of mine Jay McIntosh is a is a fan of Union Berlin and I recently read a book about them as a club and really interesting club that I definitely suggest you go and research but they've since getting promoted to the Bundesliga they've been challenging basically outperforming their means I mean in terms of their stadium in terms of uh, their history it really is an interesting club and playing some very exciting football at that so I think for Bundesliga football it makes a lot of sense for Fafana it is still a step up from what he was playing before he moved to Chelsea in Norway and if he's going to get more consistent football for a team that has been uh, regularly getting European football as well I think this makes a ton of sense um, but it also does open the door up as we spoke about earlier 
during the show in terms of if you're going to let Fafana go, does that indicate even with Nicholas Jackson, Christopher and Kunku can play as a centre forward and obviously Armando Breuer, are Chelsea still in the market for another striker? We will see if that becomes an option as the window goes on because it's still being sort of said that Chelsea could make another move. I still do think that the central midfield will be first priority, goalkeeper. I mean, things have kind of gone a little bit silent, but you'd expect that would be the second priority. And then maybe if an opportunity comes up later in the window, they'll they'll move for someone else. But we will see how that develops. Going to wrap up this this show by speaking about the, the launch of the kit. Uh, we saw all the teasers last week and it was quite clear that sometime this week it would be dropping and then it became clear over the weekend that it would be today. And then Monday, as we always know, the kits themselves, how they look, is never that much of a shock. We always know what they look like through leaked images, through footy headlines, months in advance. Obviously, the sponsor stuff is a big part of this, right? We, we're not sure who the sponsor is going to be and whether fans would be able to buy a sponsorless shirt, which obviously as you'd expect, is going to be pretty popular amongst some, including myself. But there was some reporting after this that was like, well, the club could still change sort of the retail kind of plan. And by the time Chelsea fans get to buy this shirt, a sponsor will be on it. Let's just take a look at what the club said in a statement when they launched the kit this morning. Because I think this is pretty clear in terms of whether from the outset next month, you're going to be able to buy a sponsorless shirt or not. So this is what they said. Fans can purchase this season's new but classic look on only access from the 16th of August via the megastore at Stamford Bridge our official online store and nike.com the kit will be available via the wider marketplace from the 23rd of august fans should be aware that the 23 24 home kit that features on pitch may subsequently feature a front of shirt partner the club will communicate any changes to the kit in due course so they kind of in that statement on pitch they stress the on pitch kit may look different because it has a shirt sponsor which is what we expect it doesn't say and from what I've been hearing, it sounds like at least the first batch of kits to go to retail will be sponsorless. I suggest if you want to pick up a sponsorless Chelsea shirt, be quick next month because we're not sure. I, I suspect by the time we reach the Liverpool game, a, a new sponsor could be there. They could be on the kit. And in the second batch that goes to retail, may like further additions across the season, right, may then have the, the sponsor in it. So I'd be quick getting this sponsorless shirt but we do know at least the first batch of kits to be sold to Chelsea fans will be sponsorless so I do want to clarify that unless the club come out and clarify that and they announce in due course that that's not the case it appears from what they're saying here on pitch will be slightly different uh, but we know that you can buy the kit at least sponsorless from the start which I think is a it's positive and I think it will sell better because of that but I just would say be quick if you want to buy one i guess the other part of this is the frustration that they've launched it today but it's still over a month until you're going to be able to buy it you will not be able to buy this kit on the pre-season tour you will not be able to buy this kit before the first game against liverpool that is a a big own goal i think especially with a kit that i think is as good as this and they're going out to the us very soon i can't believe any club of this size would want to be launching a kit and then you go to the US and you're unable to sell it. I think that's just a PR own goal. And I think it really undermines the idea. And the current ownership is getting a lot of criticism for this, of, of criticizing the sort of the commercial side of the previous ownership and in not being able to improve it themselves with a new sponsor, with having these kind of issues. Uh, 12 months on from sanctions, basically. Uh, there was a lot of stuff to work through after that, but 
I, I do think it is bad that fans cannot buy the kit. They've launched it today. They're doing big things around it. There's a lot of great imagery in terms of Dennis Wise, um, of course, Roberto Di Matteo, both of them in that in those shots, I think is really cool. I think referencing the 90s, I think that's good. Will there be a a, a video basically coming out to, to hype the kit as there usually is? All this stuff is good. I think the marketing around the kit has been pretty strong, at least the design of it. I think the 90s inspiration, I think taking inspiration from an old kit that was beloved, I think is a, it's a thing that they should have been doing, Nike should have been doing long ago because it's, it's quite clear Arsenal have kind of capitalized on this with Adidas in recent years. I just think it sells really well, nostalgia sells. But the fact that you have to wait that long first world problems but I, th I, I think it is just a bit weird it's a bit weird that you launched a kit and it's so long until it comes out uh in terms of what usually happens in in this case even i remember last year maybe I had to wait maybe a week or two until you could buy it but just uh, over a whole month just feels like a bit of an own goal to me let me know your opinions on the kit are you going to buy it sponsorless i probably will i think you have to because the in the modern age Getting a sponsorless kit for Chelsea feels like a bit of a rarity. So it's kind of a, a maybe a once in a lifetime, once in an era opportunity to do it. And I think the kit in itself is so good that I think it's, it's deserving of that. So we will see how that develops. But that is it for today's news show. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. Please do hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea, on Fred's at Son of Chelsea now, and also on TikTok at Son of Chelsea. And I will see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.